Good afternoon to all of our fellow health enthusiasts. My name is Aubrey Mast and I'm a professor of nutrition. This is a new podcast developed by my friend and colleague, Dr. Charles Benz, and we call this show Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. We search the internet every day to find the best scientific studies that can be used to improve the health of every interested person. You will not see many of these studies in the conventional media because most doctors do not have the time or the interest in finding them. There are also special interests that are less than enthusiastic about you knowing about the studies. Every week we will explore nutritional science that has the potential to prevent and even reverse 90% of chronic illness. This could save many lives and help to stop the health care crisis that will eventually bankrupt our country. This is frequently called functional medicine and it has been adopted by thousands of doctors as well as some medical schools and hospitals, including the Cleveland Clinic. Today's program is entitled, Is It Possible to Eat Healthy in the Holidays? Hi, Dr. Benz. Hey, Aubrey. What a loaded question. Hmm? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I know that it's a priority for everybody at this time of year, especially now that so many families have been separated for so long and they're really looking forward to getting together and celebrating. But the sad news is a lot of these family get-togethers, especially in the northern part of the country, are difficult um, because you don't have the option of eating outside and uh, separating yourself. And so a lot of people are feeling they're vaccinated and they're good to go. Uh, so we'll, we'll cover that a little bit, but I think the main thing is pe people need to have some basics that they can share about how to, how to eat healthy. And uh, especially from now until the new year. So if you have any starting key points that you want to help get us uh, started in this direction. I'd love to love to have you get us going in the right direction for eating healthy in the holidays. Yeah, I think that the first place that I start is by drinking more water. Um, we're really quick to go towards the, the eggnog and the sweet drinks and the cocktails and the wine and the, the liquor. Um, and drinking water is really helpful, not because it, not only because it helps detoxify our bodies, but it can also help with overriding that desire to overeat. Um, and so making sure that you're adequately hydrated is one of the biggest um, sources of information and suggestions I would have immediately out of the gate. And then also making sure that you're filling up on the side items, especially the side items that are fruit and vegetable related. Um, rather than the crackers and the breads um, and the rolls, it can be very easy to grab the desserts and um, the simple carbohydrates in the forms of breads and chips and rolls um, without necessarily getting enough fiber. And I think that's one of the big key pieces is the role of detoxification through the holidays because most of us are eating lots of sugar and lots of fat and a lot of protein during the holidays and so it can be really important to make sure that we are matching that with high fiber rich foods which are really only going to come in the form of plant-based foods and if you're going to a potluck and you know that there may not be those foods available to you then it's a really great place to challenge yourself of making a brussels sprout salad or a broccoli slaw where you're able to get those high fiber rich foods that are filled with the phytochemicals that are also aiding in detoxification. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great starting point. I wonder, I, I like it a lot because the water thing is really key. I mean, we actually recommend that for people who are trying to lose weight, <laughs> that they actually try to get some water in their system first. 
and that kind of dampens down the appetite. Uh, we we know though that one of the things that people do is they they uh, they eat less in advance of the big meal because they want to be able to stuff themselves even more. And so and and then mothers, you know, uh, typically, I remember, you know, because our uh, our parents were Europeans and. The Europeans are very proud of putting on a big spread. You know, if you have food that can cover the whole table, you know, it, it, it's better, and you don't want to run out of anything. And and so uh, I I think that uh, it's really difficult to uh, to deal with these uh, environments and these situations. But I think you're right. People have to start to say, wait a minute, what are the things that are going to fill me up? I mean. I know gravy's wonderful on things, and I know every mother has a great gravy recipe. Um, but those are those are calories that are, are going to be adding up after a while. And I hate to say it, but one of the things that I carry through to people is that there's a thing in Japanese uh, culture called hari hachi poo, and hari hachi poo says that you need to eat until you're about 75% full. In other words, that you still have room for food because apparently your body doesn't really register that you're full 100%. You have to get to 75 or 80% and then you actually have eaten enough and your body will tell you later that you were, that you were full. But our tendency today is to try to eat until we can't put any more food in our mouth because we feel stuffed. And then just people go on the, they used to go on the couch and just lay down or some of them would be laying on the floor, just, just trying to absorb all this food. So I think you're right. Overeating is probably the first rule of thumb and then healthy eating, uh, trying to make sure that you get your vegetables first. I mean, that would be my advice to people. Get your vegetables and your fiber first, and then it's going to be a lot easier to uh, say, okay, I don't have to eat as much turkey and stuffing. And in fact, one of, one of my advices would be skip the stuffing. <laughs> Go for the turkey. <laughs> so I don't know. Some of these things are probably unrealistic, but what's your thinking on it? No, I think... It's better, especially if you can fill up on the things that are more healthful than harmful, um, which just means you have to be paying attention to what you're grabbing when you're going through the line. Um, and that can be challenging, but I think if you're filling up with enough fruits and vegetables and water prior to going to desserts, it makes it a little bit easier to make the right choices. And I think there's a, you know, a contingency point here where you have to also be empathetic to yourself. I was trained with the 90-10 rule or the 80-20 rule where 80% of the time or 90% of the time you eat really healthful and then you allow yourself those treats. Um, and so that doesn't mean filling up a whole entire plate with different types of cakes and cookies and brownies and sweets, but that does mean that if you're going to indulge in a sweet that you do so mindfully um, and with a lot of compassion for yourself and knowing that one day of eating like that um, is not indicative of all of your health for the rest of your days, but making a conscious choice to choose better is really helpful as you are navigating the holidays. And, and this is going to sound like a really weird uh, suggestion, but I would say um, 
load up on vitamin C. I mean, I, I would actually say C comes in all kinds of forms of food, that's for sure. But I would say load up with vitamin C because vitamin C is what fills up your white blood cells and makes them strong enough to withstand any of the flus and colds of the season, especially the COVID. And now there's a new variant out there. And my son tells me in his community in Canada that hospitalizations have tripled because of this new Omicron uh, variant. And, and so I, I think filling up with vitamin C is really important because as people may know from previous uh, podcasts that we've done, if you don't have enough vitamin C in your body and filling up your white blood cells, then sugar is a molecule that looks very similar and it will fill up those white blood uh, cells and then, it, then your immune system can be suppressed by up to 75%. And so mm -hmm. for goodness sakes, load up in your C. And obviously the other one for the flu and cold season is vitamin D3. And so, you know, before the old Christmas meal, eat, eat your fish, eat your, eat your vitamin C, uh, vitamin D fish and uh, cod and, and other things so that, and take your supplements so that you top up your immune system, okay? And, and we know that this is important. I mean, this is amazing, but I have to tell you, one of the headlines this week was the Surgeon General of Florida, which is the top doctor in all the state of Florida, recommended that people improve their, increase and improve their immune system uh, to resist COVID and all colds and flus and he went further and said he's recommending that people consider adding supplementation for quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. So this is the first Surgeon General in the country that has made these specific recommendations to boost your immune system and to do it with these four things which have the scientific evidence and coincidentally, those are exactly the four that you and I've been recommending for several months and that I recommended a year before that when COVID started. So we're hoping that other Surgeon Generals across the uh, United States will get on the bandwagon and do that. So for goodness sake, protect your immune system. And I don't know, um, I think social distancing is still something that people have to think and, 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 and act on. And so, all this hugging and kissing, I mean, I think we should avoid contact uh, with people as much as possible and just say, look, I'm really happy that we got together and we can share the time and the experience of the holidays, but let's avoid kissing and let's avoid uh, situations where we're going to actually put ourselves in a risk. And, and I think that's really something we have to add to the menu uh, to make sure that, that people practice really strong immune protection in these holidays any, any anything to add there well i'm just a huge proponent in the winter months no matter what winter month we're talking about um to support the immune system function by using elderberry syrup and elderberries and mushroom complexes um by drinking lots of water and getting a lot of ginger and turmeric into the body to fight inflammation and getting zinc in 
And I think it's even more important to consistently have that conversation that phytochemicals only come from plant-based foods. And so anytime we're engaging in eating activities where there's lots of dairy and meat products and processed foods, um, that it does not necessarily support our overall health and well-being or our immune system function. And so focusing on the water, but also focusing on taking care of ourselves, which means moving our bodies, getting outside. Uh, even when it's cold outside, we can still you know, move around in our spaces and take a brisk walk. Anything to keep the circulation flowing is really important, especially at this time of year. Well, that's that's really great advice, and I know you mentioned before about the uh, the cookies and the and the sweets. Um, <laughs> I mean, we used to have a rule in the house. You know, you could have one of this and two, one of that, or two of that, and there was a limit. And we said the same thing uh, during Valentine's. And uh, so, what's you what's your thinking about that? How are you going to handle this in your house with your uh, nine year old? Um, we focus on sweets that are fruit filled first and foremost. And so if you want something sweet, then you have had to eat your vegetables um, and get all the fiber in. And then there's a limit on everything. Um, and, you know, for my son and myself included, there's no food dye. There's no high fructose corn syrup. There's a lot of um, barriers that are in play just out of food sensitivity and food allergy considerations. But I also think that it's important to be able to indulge and also know where your limit is because at this point in time of the year, overindulgence is where the name of the game for most individuals. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we want to go to the point of putting a lock on the cookie basket, but <laughs> I think that uh, if they're told that these are the guidelines and uh, these are non-negotiable, and, uh, you know, we want to make sure everybody's healthy. And, you know, it's not a bad idea to let the kids know that, yeah, sugar tastes good, but it's not filled with vitamins and minerals. It's not healthy for us. And we have to really protect ourselves. I think kids are more aware today of colds and flu than they've ever been in, in the last hundred years. And so I think when you give that advice and you attach that little thing to it without scaring them, you know, you don't, you don't have to pay the boogeyman here. But if you're saying, look, we, we, we enjoy our sweets. They're really good for us, good to taste. But we know they're not as good for us as other things. So your idea about making sure they get their vegetables first, I think that's, I think that's really, really important. And I think in between these big meals, in other words, in between the Christmas meal and the New Year's meal, that's also important for strategically people to really eat in a, in a mindful way. And, and, and so it's not, it's not a two-week pig out. I mean, I've had people actually say, well, you know, I'll do my weight loss after the New Year. You know, I'm going to I'm going to load on the pounds now and, you know, I'll just deal with it in the new year. Wow, that's that's really dangerous. And so I, I think it's important to actually watch the scale. And if people feel like they're getting a pound over or two pounds over, that's the time to start to start to take some action to reduce the amount that you're eating and, and, and do it in a way that gives you the healthiest foods and get rid of the things that are not as healthy for you. So I just don't know where else to go to help people with this whole question because 
uh, it's such a personal and emotional thing. And uh, I, I just think and I hope that people will be mindful and pay attention to these things because if we don't, we're going to end up with sadness afterwards because we do have a virus. Now we, we think that this Omicron spreads faster than the other one. I had the first incident of someone in my own family, my grand, one of my granddaughters uh, came down with the virus. Unfortunately, she was at the university. She had some vitamins and minerals with her. She knew which ones to take. She had been vaccinated. And uh, I think she's gonna be fine. Um, but you know, we're getting a lot of cases now in the five to 11 year age group where young people are coming up with heart conditions. And, and they're precipitated by this mRNA vaccination. And that's a really, really sad situation. We, we won't go into that too much more deeply, but just to let people to know, to, to understand that there are risks involved in family gatherings, and there are risks involved in people getting too close to one another, and there's risk involved in eating the wrong things or the eating the things that aren't the best for you. And so we have to mitigate these risks. We have to control as many of these factors as we can. And I don't know, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we, if you and I weren't sort of putting that message out there and, and making people understand that uh, the mindfulness part of this is really, really crucial. So what else are you gonna do for the holidays? Are, 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 are there any family gatherings in your future? They're very small family gatherings and they will um, involve really good food and also a hike. So we tend to get outside every year, um, enjoy the outdoors. You know, my, most of my family's in Canada and uh, the, the border is pretty well still locked down. So we're gonna do all of our celebrations by Zoom and uh, It'll be okay. You know, we, we share opening presents and stuff like that. It's still part of the celebration. Thank goodness for Zoom. And we're looking forward to next year uh, when we hopefully will have the opportunity to do more family gatherings and more celebrations. Um, but for now, um, let's cope with the situation we're in and do the best we can with the advice that we've sort of shared today. And with that, I'd like to just say a few words about each of our sponsors. We have uh, MPB Health, which is a medical cost sharing organization, kind of taking the place of insurance, health insurance, in, in a way that really is, is mindful of wellness because uh, they really don't increase the premiums unless the costs of healthcare go up. So every individual really has a responsibility as part of the system to become healthy and eat right and exercise and do all the things that are important. So uh, Rod Maxim is the CEO of MPB Health. You go online and you can look at their videos and explains the program. It's about 30 to 50% less expensive than uh, health insurance is. And that's an expense that really a lot of people need to mitigate and control. Uh, the next organization is DHA Health. DHA Health is the diagnostic and testing company that I've been working with for several years. We've developed some really good uh, blood panels that can help people to 
find and control chronic illness five to ten years before it actually occurs. And DHA Labs has been doing this for 60 or 70 years, being a progressive uh, company in, in the early days of the 60s, uh, working with uh, brain-related illnesses. And so DHA Labs, you can get individual tests from them, and they have doctors that will sign off on the blood tests. And they also have group programs for wellness programs and for employers. So um, this is a really great company, and I would recommend very highly DHA Labs. The, another sponsor of ours is Paddock Pools. They're in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And Paddock Pools CEO, uh, uh, Don Baker, um, he helped to develop a thing called the vacuum extractor that actually takes out the chlorine gas that develops uh, out of the uh, surface of the water. And you then consume that. And when you consume this chlorine gas, you reduce your levels of zinc. And eventually that reduces your levels of vitamin D3, which is vital for your immune system. So this extractor takes about 95% of that chlorine gas. So if you have a project that you're, you're involved in in your community, or you have the option of going to one of the pools in their community, in your community that has one of these vacuum extractors, I would highly recommend it. And finally, Southern Trust Financial is a financial planning company in Sarasota, and Mark Wolf is the CEO there. Been working with him for about 20 years, and he certainly uh, supports the premise that it's okay to manage your wealth, but you have to manage your health too, because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And so uh, Southern Trust Financial has been using that as their kudo for their clients for years and their employees for years. And so if you need a financial planning company that has this kind of philosophy and thinking, I would highly recommend Southern Trust Financial. So thanks very much, Aubrey, for a good show and happy holidays. And I hope to see you as soon in the new year as we can get together and start our podcasts again. Bye for now.